Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The Dolphins may not be in the business of being stupid, but we are. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. The Dolphins did the right thing. It feels good. I'm not used to it. And Mike McDaniel, in him I trust. I'll explain in a second. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And at John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the extremely heavy-aired and extremely uncomfortable Intracoastal. Stone Labanowitz Radio Life Partner Friday Night Lights runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Wednesday means... She is here. She is the Dominican Queen. She is Jeanette Javier in her regular Wednesday spot. By the way, Jeanette, how is, uh, how is Barkley? How is our, our special boy? He's back to normal. He actually had his checkup today at 10 o'clock in the morning. So the stomach is, is back and tucked in. He's got abs again. It's a quick aside, I took him in this morning and they're like, okay, we're going to take him to the next room real quick. Barkley does not like being away from me. No, he, he, so, loves, he loves his girl. So he took. they took him to the next room, and all you hear is barking mm-hmm. and howling and crying and, like, things falling. A complete tornado <laughs> is in the room Just next chaos. door. Yeah. And then the vet comes in, and two minutes later, and they're like, He's perfectly fine now. So <laughs> He's back to being a complete psychopath. So here's Cujo. Me and me, Nino Bello's perfectly fine. Thank you. I love it. And by the way, you named him Barkley, not because he barks, but Barkley as Charles, Bar- Charles Barkley. His Thanks. legal name is Charles Barkley II. <laughs> on his driver's license? Oh, yeah, on Absolutely. His, on, yeah, on his driver's license. Um, don't think that I haven't forgotten that, Jeanette, today is a special, special day. It because is. on this day... 24 years ago, a man was born, and he hasn't quite grown up <laughs> since that day one, 1998. Yes, sir. <laughs> August 31st, 1998. That's right. Jeanette and I were well on our way in life by that point. <laughs> Kindergarten, what up? Meaning it's almost disgusting how big a baby this man is, but 24 years ago today, Stone Lobanowitz was born. Happy birthday, my friend. Much appreciated. Much Woo! appreciated. And I appreciated your birthday tweet this morning as well. I do what I can for my people. Airing out my laundry of what I had for dinner last night at my birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I want to I wanna get to that for a moment, okay? Because I've got sources at ESPN West Palm, okay? Nameless sources, all right? So I just want to ask you, first of all, just tell everybody, remind everybody what you did for your, your birthday last night because, Jeanette, I think I understood correctly, he commandeered a, uh, a glizzy restaurant and just ate glizzies with his boys. I have no, uh, okay, so you ate glizzy, and I want a full rundown. I was driving back guzzling. from Orlando yesterday, so I have no idea what you did. Okay, so I got my friends together. I went to a hot dog bar, a local one in town, and I asked them, hey, you, do you mind us For coming your in tomorrow? you went to a hot dog bar. Yeah, yeah, just some wieners with your bros. Yeah, yeah just wieners nice. with some bros meats. and some gal friends. Yeah, yeah, a lot of two meats. So there's like 15 or 18 <laughs> of us, and I, I walked in there yesterday, and I was or two days ago, and I was like, hey, do you guys mind like taking the open sign, turning it closed, like we're going to take this place over. You guys make a lot of money. Because I know typically they don't host 
birthday parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typically, you're not having your birthday wow. party at a hot dog restaurant. This place is mine now. Thank you. Uh-huh. Please shut it down. <laughs> right. Continue. So, so they did that. So they were expecting us. We all came in. We had our own little private room. Felt like Chuck E. Cheese, and we just downed a bunch of hot dogs for hours upon hours. You know, it sounds appropriate because and beer. he and is beer. a kid. He is a kid. He's he still is, a kid. So what else do you expect? Kid. Did you have like birthday hots too? Yeah, well, no, but I did get some birthday Noise presents. Makers. They brought presents. It was pretty cool. And then, you know, I figured I was obligated to try uh-huh. the glizzy straw. The glizzy straw. Okay. Yeah. And how'd that go? You know what? Consensus is a hoax. <laughs> it's a setup. It's a scam because You're I tried. You're calling him a fraud? I tried to gut out this hot dog for easily 35 minutes. What did you use? Did you use a straw? I used a straw. I used a corn dog the, stick. Time out, time <laughs> out, time out, time out. pretty innovative, actually. My mind is stuck on the mere image of Stone, I now know. 24 years old. Jamming. Just I know. jamming a straw in a hot dog. Yeah. A raw hot dog. And it just didn't work. I tried for 35 minutes. You know, I needed to get, I needed to see it for myself. I needed to experience it. And I never got one solid suck through. It just never uh-huh. happened. He doesn't know how to work the meats. He doesn't know how to work the meats. No, no I don't. Okay. Two meats are difficult to work sometimes. It, 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 you know, sometimes it is. Yeah, you know, sometimes they're trickier than others. And so, uh, <laughs> did you, um? so not even the, the corn dog stick no. worked. So you can't get enough suction in the glizzy s- to bring up the, the 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 liquid? Yeah, so you know what that guy, the New York Yankees fans, was yeah. an expert at? was You remember when he when he first inserted it into the hot dog, he then sucked out the hot dog into his mouth. Or you remember he plucked and then... Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And then well, what, I, what had been hollowed out, he consumbed. Exactly. Right, right, so right. I never was able to hollow it out in my straw. So when I did get it in there, I... Blew it out of the straw like a spitball, um, but just never. It was never successful. It was pretty disappointing, and I'm pretty upset about it. Hey, practice makes perfect. Yeah, I'll keep trying. Yeah. I'm being an adult during this I know, conversation. I know. I'm you don't quiet. have to be. Whatever. We've thrown the doors open. It doesn't matter. Um, so he sent me a picture, Jeanette. He sent me a picture of a big old chili glizzy. I mean, this thing was covered in chili and onions. I mean, just absolutely lathered up in this thing, okay? That's what you expect a toddler to eat yeah. 100%. Come on. Well, like, not, well done. I just, I, in curly fries, mm-hmm. and he's got a mug of beer, and I'm like, good, I'm glad this dude is living. It's How his big birthday. was the beer, though? Was it like it was a, a nice, like, it, don't tell me it was a pint. It was an OG mug. It's like the ones you see at Irish pubs. Okay, good. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I want what's best for you, and but, that is it. You know, I, just looking at the picture, I felt indigestion. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I could feel... Feel I could feel burning coming up my esophagus just looking at that picture. So I was curious. I wonder what sort of condition Stone's going to be in today. Now, I think that you would admit that he seems on it. He seems focused. He's, he doesn't seem like he's suffering. There's no pain, anything. Like his, his no. glizzy and beer last night, his outing seems like it went pretty well, right? Yeah, and I think 24. My hangover started when I was 25, so you're still at that age. Congrats. You're still so young. You can get absolutely wasted and do stupid things like this the night before and bounce back quickly. So I'm glad he actually took advantage of that. Well, Stone, I want to ask you, how did last night go for you? Um, so I'm just going to tell you the truth. Oh, no. Please do. Nothing's happened yet, which I find quite alarming. So I'd assume every pipe is clogged. I'd assume <laughs> that it just hasn't taken effect yet because <laughs> nothing has happened. That's, that's going to come back and get you. It will. So Welcome I have to your mid-20s, it's, baby. Yeah. It's like the Let's calm go. before the storm. Oh, it yeah. is the calm before the storm because I haven't felt any indigestion, and I know it's going to hit me like a tidal wave. I had two chili cheese dogs. I had two kielbasas, you know, a batch of spicy 
battered beer fries, whatever it was. Man, and then you I were threw just in, killing yourself. And then threw in a couple of corn dogs there for good measure. And then we went out drinking after, but at the same time, you know, he asked me if anything's happened. Nothing has happened. In Stone's defense, though, do you eat healthy on your birthday? Because I'm a freaking disaster for like a <laughs> right. month on my birthday. You're supposed to be a disaster on here's, your birthday. Here's my issue, though, is that as I get older, I don't like to just completely destroy myself because I know what's coming. I can predict it on cue. <laughs> I eat a certain thing, it's going to cause a certain thing to happen. There's a cause and an effect, and I don't like the effect, and the effect is more and more common even if I slightly deviate from the diet. So I will, maybe I'll have like a thing of ice cream, like a pint of Ben and Jerry's or something, but Ew. I don't go crazy. Ew, it's so boring. So my superior <laughs> other knows me pretty well. I mean, it's like Ben and Jerry's, it's good though. It's like it's uh, good Cher- and they're Cherry great Garcia. and they're fantastic brand, but I, you're I, boring. I did have a side, <laughs> uh, a side, I guess I had a snack. A dessert to go along with my hot dogs. What was the dessert? Tums. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to him. I had five. He's growing. He's yeah, that's I'm actually so good. Yeah, I had like five at a time, and I had like two batches of. Was it the the berry ones? With the, the well, ones? we just recently bought the berry ones, but yes. I, I haven't cracked open the seal yet. Once you go back, once you start those, you never go back. I those are the best you. flavors. I believe Wait, you. But I yeah. know all the tums. I know all the PD. What does two batches of tums means? You said you went through two batches of tums. How many tums is that? Well, you, you got like the mega. You got like the mega box, the uh-huh. one that's really big. You can uh-huh. get it from you know any convenience store you want, and mm-hmm. then the berry one's a little smaller. But yeah, you gotta have that them in your center. Console. Safe though, but it is it's, so it's the safest. Ha- have you ever popped them in because they just taste good? Sometimes well, I eat sometimes tums because they just, they just taste no, good. No, see that's this is dangerous. Now, how many tums are too many tums? And does anybody just have tums because they taste good? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. This man went through what he said two batches of tums as if they were homemade. <laughs> two <laughs> batches of tums. I am so proud of Stone. And Honestly, I thought I was gonna rip you apart like terribly. But I love seeing you still be stupid mm-hmm. in your decisions, but you're like slowly like grasping at this level of adulthood by eating tums. For you sure. You are maturing so, slowly. I'm so proud of you. So so Jeanette, we found out, will eat tums just because she likes the taste. Yes. Stone binges <laughs> on tums, yes. which neither of those are good ideas. I'm just going to throw it out there as the wise old man here uh, in the room. Boring wise the, old fine, man. Fine, the boring wise old man, but I'm still here at age 38 because I haven't uh, overdosed or OD'd on tums, okay? Um, but So let's <laughs> let's just go to the checklist. Uh, two chili cheese glizzies and two kielbasas. Yep. Uh, countless beers? Honestly, countless beers. Give me an average. I want an average. So, beers were free at at this spot because it was my birthday. So, I had six there before I left, and then I went and probably had six more, you know, at the the bar we ended up at. I wanted you to go over double digits. Yeah, so I touched a dozen. Nice. (laughs) I did. I did. It wasn't the goal. On a Tuesday night, mm-hmm. you know, midweek. Dude, that's it's the tough part, ma'am. It is the tough part. No, 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 no. Welcome to your mid-20s. Yeah, nothing like a cold shower at 12 degrees at, at 7, 6.37 in the morning. Though. It happens sometimes. I, and you know what? You embrace it, and then you go back to your tums, and you move on. Gotta do what you gotta do. I am here for all your degenerate advice. I appreciate that. All um, of my years of experience need to be for something. <laughs> uh, so I have I, I have gotten Stone something for his birthday. Hold on, I've got to uh, I've got to grab it here. Oh, and this God. is gonna be. I have no idea. Ken's reaching down to get we've to. Got, we've got, <laughs> yes, I know, sir. I know Stone loves these things. Woo-hoo! We've got Fiesta size Fuego Takis. <laughs> Because this is typically what Stone has for breakfast yes, every day when I walk in, or the Takis. Take a look at that, Jeanette. How big no, that? No, no. Feel how heavy that bag mm. is. I think this is great for his health 
because this is what's going to help your clogging issues. This is going to clear it right up. (laughs) You're right. Willing to bet this is going to make you better. This will also help here. (laughs) Nice. We got got, um, uh, uh, a four-pack of Bud Light here. Tall boys. uh, Takis and Bud Light here. I think the issue that Bud Light's too classy for him, I would have gotten him more like PBR and Natty Light. Yeah, probably Bud. You know, like Bud Light's (laughs) elevating him a little too much. I wanted to support a partner. So we got uh, we got uh, Fiesta size Fuego Takis, and we've got a four pack of Bud Light. Happy birthday, buddy! Happy birthday! That man is gonna consume that, and I think Jeanette's right. It's gonna get ugly. I'm so proud gonna get of him. Ugly. Wow! But you know, this is how you live and you learn as you move into the next phase of your life. There are going to be people in my circle who are going to be mad at me for saying this because I know they are listening. But this is the best present so far. That I've received. <laughs> wow. The Takis and the Bud Light. It is, if you look look at him right now, it looks so ghetto. <laughs> I mean, this guy what looks do you mean? like, I mean, it just looks like. I think he looks like a great mid-20-year-old right now living is, his best life. This is pretty game special right here. This is great. Before we're going out. No breakfast special before, for you. Yeah, before a concert. You degenerate. And make sure you grab some tall boy buds. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> throw in, you know what I want, throw them in. And usually Takis come or... There's plenty of other chips, but Takis are number one on my list. I was going to get him the blue Takis, but I feel like this is the better option. Good call. His face yeah. lit up. No, oh, yeah, no, I know. It. The man loves his Takis. Very well done. He you loves lit his up. And so. very much appreciated. Now, one other thing we have to cover here, Jeanette, and mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about it yesterday. It was right at the end of the show. Um, Courtney and Tina, uh, marketing director Courtney and home team Tina, offered to take Stone to dinner tonight anywhere in Palm Beach County. Anywhere. This is one of the richest, if not the richest county in the United States of America. This entire country, this is one of the richest counties. I mean, you have damned Mar-a-Lago sitting roughly four and a half minutes away from us. Okay, breakers is... You can see the whole thing. Right. We we can see the skyline of Palm Beach, the mansions, the whole thing. Okay? We literally every day see it right across the Intracoastal, all right? So, Stone was asked, where would you like to go for dinner? We'll take you anywhere. And he, he made the brave decision to turn his back on his favorite restaurant, Chili's. And what did he take? Outback. And why did you select Outback for your birthday dinner anywhere in Palm Beach County? Because I got blooming onion on the mind. <laughs> so let me get this straight. And I ain't sharing. You are, you, I, and I want you to think about this too. He had two Chili cheese glizzies last night at two kielbasas. He said, as he said, touching 12 beers. Okay. He's got a Fiesta size Takis now. All right. He's got four Bud Light Tall Boys. And he's going in on a blooming onion tonight. This man's not going to have a small intestine or a stomach left come Friday morning. Well, that's perfectly fine, honestly, because that's what I do my birthday. So I'd be a hypocrite. So, right. absolutely enjoy it. You should not be feeling well after your birthday. But what about Outback? What, you would not go then, to Outback? So, that's what I was going to yeah. say. And we love Outback. Great restaurant. Just not exactly what I would choose if I had any choice in Palm Beach. And time. I actually cash up Stone 15 bucks so he can enjoy a blooming onion. onion on me. Get that blooming in your belly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not sharing a single strand of onion tonight at I the dinner table. I don't either. However, when I decide to make my body feel like poop... It's because I at least did it in the most elegant of ways. (laughs) I went to, it's off of cocktails. Like delicious cocktails with like flowers and stupid garnishes inside. Right. Oh, like Echo, the breakers. Mess me up. But you, 
<laughs> to be like, oh, I am so messed up. What did I get hammered off of? Booming onions, a steak that. Again, I'm not going to. No, how many? No, no, no. It's not a steak. Ask him how many steaks he's probably going to eat at Outback. How many are you going to go for tonight? Uh, you know, I've actually never ordered the 24, the porterhouse, <laughs> but you guys are enticing me. Okay. You know how many? <laughs> oh, gosh. Because uh, I can handle it. Because they always say, would you like you a six to, or nine ounce? How many Whoa. delicious steakhouses? <laughs> let's, not, let's not undercut this. Do, do what what have, do I look like? Yeah. How many delicious steakhouses do we have here in Palm Beach County? A uh, handful. Exactly. And you're going to go to Outback? Some place that I could go somewhere in the Midwest where you absolutely know listen, and order the same thing. Listen. I will take a flight now to, let's think of a state I don't think of, Idaho, mm-hmm. and go to an Outback <laughs> a in state Idaho. I don't th- let's think of a state I don't think of, and you went with Idaho. <laughs> when was the last time you thought about Idaho? <laughs> that is hilarious. No, you're right. I exactly. never think about Idaho. But there's an Outback in Idaho. Why the heck? Speaking of Idaho, I might get myself a uh, potato. A baked potato <laughs> tonight. So I appreciate that. Where can you find that Outback Steakhouse? You can also find yeah. that anywhere yeah. else. A, a, a very I can make one in the ste- microwave right. here in the studio An if expensive you want. steakhouse is not bereft of potatoes. Yeah. I don't understand what you think is happening. There right are here. nothing like Outback Spuds. And let's go back to the Chili's thing. <laughs> Chili's is your favorite restaurant? Yes. Why? Two for 25. Applebee's is better than Chili's. cannot be beaten. Applebee's is the highest Ch- standard of that. Chips and salsa. Back in my middle school days, me and my pals would go. You drink have to water, grow up eventually. Drink water and order chips and salsa oh, and I then had, run out of the restaurant. Yeah, see, I had a friend in high school who used to work at a Chili's and like legit wanted to murder, literally murder people like Stone, who just showed up, chips and salsa, waters, and then we're out. Yeah, I mean, murder, murder, just, just simply blood. out. But Chili's, though, so it's the two for 25 deal. Or if you're by your lonesome, you can do the $10 deal, right? You get some honey chipotle chicken crispers. I'm so I don't happy. Keep I going. Like, wow. But, but I go your lonesome. Any type of restaurant <laughs> yeah, experience, you're going to have a Chili's. We have an expert here yeah. by your lonesome. Wait, but or actually, with a group of people. Did you, have you ever, he brings up an interesting point. Have you ever dined out by yourself? Multiple times. A, a, a bunch. Yeah. Multiple times. I love it. I, I show up with a book. I read all of the Game of Thrones series at a restaurant by myself. Really? What restaurant? It was at an Irish pub right by me. So it was kind Weird. of cool. Yeah, like... Picked because up a lot of people reading that. It was great. I haven't done it often, but there was one time at like 3 a.m. where I was locked out of my house on accident and my, I couldn't wake my, my wife up. So I went to a Denny's. That's hilarious. And I, I just... Stop. I killed, <laughs> I killed a Grand Slam at like 3.45 in the morning at a Denny's and you know what? It bleeping rule. It does. It was amazing. With the little, did you get it with a smiley face? Of course. It nice. But trust me, the way I was feeling at that point, I needed a smiley face. I needed a little bit of a pick me up. But it was amazing. <laughs> Dining by yourself is kind of awesome. It's peaceful. It's, it's very so peaceful. peaceful. I typically go on a Monday night or a Thursday night when the games are on, and whether it's my girlfriend or whoever I'm trying to hang out with, whether it's my friends, family can't. They're working late that night or can't be around. I'll go enjoy the game. Go listen to a little Mike Tarico on the call on Monday night and eat my chips and salsa. There are some instances where dining by yourself is better than going with a family. A hundred percent. Like, I almost feel like, would you rather, would you rather dine by yourself at a restaurant or go with your family? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. What is better, dining at a restaurant by yourself or going with your family, 888-760-3776. You're right, there is something satisfying about the dining by yourself it's peaceful i've done it specifically after like terrible dates where i will leave one restaurant and i'll go to the other just wow. to decompress so wait, they have a 24 ounce porterhouse 
at at Outback? I'm pretty sure. How much? How much is it? Uh, let me check right now. I'm actually trying to get on uh, the old Outback menu. Because here. especially if people are paying for your dinner, you should definitely go to a steakhouse and order a porterhouse <laughs> so you have a really good experience, not out of your pocket. Well, you know I'm cashing out, <laughs> and I'm not sharing either. Give me the cheese fries again, as well. Nobody better share the Bloomin' Onion I paid for mm, you. Yeah, I was going to say, and Jeanette already cash-apped you the $15 for the Bloomin' Onion. In fact, she titled it Bloomin' Onion as, so you know what so it's to be used for. Back. Yeah, share it with anybody. This is going to be amazing. You are going to feel terrible. I, I will. Let him live his best life. I'm here for you to be an absolute degenerate. I, you know, That's as, what I want for you. As the time goes and the, we get later on in the day and I still haven't had the after effects of the hot dog dinner, birthday party, and I beer. I still can't believe that. It's, it's 1230 in the afternoon and nothing, not a peep from the old The old stomach. belly, the old, the old tum-tum. It's mm-hmm. because you OD'd on Tums. Maybe there is something to that. You might grow a second stomach. I have no idea. It's probably not safe. I'm sure there's some sort of tumor developing as we speak, but at least tumor. you got in those glizzies, man. It's part of it all. Yeah, at least you got those glizzies in. Uh, so, so again, happy birthday. I hope you enjoy the Takis. How many Takis of that, that Fiesta size you think you can get in before you go to uh, Outback tonight? Quarter. Take, take a light. Take That's it weak. easy. That's <laughs> take it easy. I'm not doing the whole bag because then I won't get to experience Outback, so I'll, 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 I'll dabble. Maybe on the ride home. Maybe on the ride there. That's weak. Get the party going. Get the fiesta started early. Uh, that's right. Hey, you got a fiesta-sized bag. You gotta have a taki fiesta. That's mm-hmm. right. So, uh, so Bud Light, four uh, Bud Light Tall Boys, and uh, fiesta-sized takis, the Fuego uh, flavor. That's what uh, we have uh, for for uh, Stone's birthday again. Twenty-four years old. Stone Labanowitz, twenty-four years old today. All right, we're gonna come back. We're actually gonna do something productive, but we wanted to give proper props to our boy. For for turning twenty four for and, survi- making, and making terrible decisions and making in terrible the decisions and it's what it wasn't even overdoing it drinking last night he was overdoing it on tube meats like that's the point where I'm a little bit concerned about him because <laughs> I, he he has legit gorged himself on glizzies and I want to make sure he's okay it's a tough spot when you overdo it. I mean, we've been there. Uh, so we'll come back. We'll actually do something uh, that that requires some effort, okay? That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Stone Labanowitz celebrating his 24th birthday tonight at Outback. Uh, I don't see anything over 22 ounces of meat, by the way, on the Outback menu, Stone. Uh, I wonder what time they're open right now. We should call just to make sure. Do you know which Outback you're going to? Yeah, I do. All right, just fine real quick. But I see the Melbourne Porterhouse. 22 ounces. Okay, that's that'll, weak. That's so weak. You can do better than 22 ounces. I could. How much meat can you handle, Sam? <laughs> a lot of meat. <laughs> You've been dealing with a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. You've been handling a lot of meat the last 24 hours. He's put a so. lot of meat in his and mouth. Sure has. <laughs> he wants to put more. Uh, he's, ready for, he's ready for more. <laughs> so you had your uh, your sight set, though, on 24. Bro, I think you could do two 22s. <sighs> the old 44 special. <laughs> It's the, the, the Melbourne Porterhouse, straight out of Melbourne, Australia. Or what? Melbourne, Florida. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Melbourne, Florida. You know, I'll, I'll give it a try. I mean, if I don't finish, I'll take it home. Oh, that is so good. It's I've a, said the same thing about meats, too. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll give it a try. Jeanette's been in a similar situation. You never know until you try. I guess I'll exactly. take it home. Exactly. You got to dabble here and there. You got to experiment a little bit, and then you figure out what you like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so so uh, could we play Could we play the, uh, the theme that I sent you, Stone? 
uh, if possible. Now, this, Jeanette, I, it's not familiar to anybody, but this is the old BBC theme to <laughs> a um, a show called This Is Your Life that aired in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And why are we playing that theme? Because we're going to bring back someone right now from Stone's past. Oh. Bring him in here. And this is Bob in Stewart. Bob, could you give your full name and your relationship to Stone Labanowitz, please? Bob Palazzo. I was Stone Labanowitz's Pop Warner football oh. coach when he first moved here from Atlanta. My God. My goodness. So so this is Bob Colazzo again, Pee-wee football coach of Stone Labanowitz. As soon as he moved down to to the the seven seven two Stone, what do you think about this? Um, he's one of my favorite people that I've ever known, that I've ever met. I still love him dearly, and I I, I saw him this weekend. But I'm not gonna lie, I just had to pull up the dump button that we use when people drop curse words. I don't think he's safe on uh, <laughs> ter- terrestrial radio, but but we'll give it a go. All right, we'll we'll put our FCC license at risk here. You can get rid of the music. Let's talk with Bob first of all, Coach. Thank you so much for. Uh, for, for doing this and hanging out with us. So what what is your earliest memory of a young Stone Labanowitz? How old were you when you first came down from uh, from the uh, – where was it? I was probably 11, Atlanta. <laughs> totally. Atlanta, thank you. You're doing great. You were 11, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are your first memories, Coach, of, uh, of 11-year-old Stone Labanowitz? All right. We had Pop Warner football going on. We're two weeks into the season. All the conditioning's pretty much done. Stone comes walking up late. Hi, Coach. My name's Stone Labanowitz. <laughs> I said, how you doing, Stone? What position do you play? Quarterback and middle linebacker. I said, oh, of course you do. Now, <laughs> let me back up. I was the coach. My kid was being touted to be the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I said, go over there with the quarterbacks. So they started throwing. About eight minutes later, I pulled my kid over. And I said, look, Cole, you got to find a new position. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is. And he said, why? I said, well, I said, you're good, son, and I'll get you some snaps. I said, but that kid over there that just came down is throwing dimes. I said, if I put, him, if I put you in there and start you and you get hurt, and I put him in there and they light up the show, they're going to accuse me of being daddy ball. <laughs> so, so here's where it gets good. I had a team full of studs. Now I got the missing piece. I got the quarterback. We did not win a one goddamn game. <laughs> what, Stone? <laughs> you didn't win a single game. Like, so Coach Colossus was like, hey, we got this. We're the dream team. We're the, 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 the Michael Vick, Vince Young Eagles, uh-huh. not the Asamoah. We're going to roll through. You had your quarterback. I got QB the missing won. piece. Yeah. I got the quarterback. And you fall flat on we your won, face. We won every preseason game. We lit up the show in the preseason. <laughs> the pre couple of preseason games, the Jamboree season started. Sorry to say we didn't win a game. <laughs> Stone! <laughs> oh, man. That's, so, Stone, what went wrong And, of course, year? Of course, Blondie, I mean Baldy, says, oh, it's the coach's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, you know, I, I have a tendency to blame the coach in that situation. Oh you know, the God. offensive play calls weren't up to... because he trusted you and wanted to put you in? The play calls weren't up to par. Oh, my God. I don't think he was putting us in the right situation. I'm telling you, Coach, this is, this is where, now I know where Stone gets all of his football takes from. Because, Jeanette, you know, every time we bring up a mediocre quarterback in the NFL, <laughs> whether it be Baker Mayfield or Drew Locke... Cam Newton. Yeah, well, I mean... Stone just just laps it up. Oh, I love Drew Locke. Drew Locke's awesome. And everything's always on the coach. 
And so, Coach, I understand where this is coming from. You were the first. You you were the experiment for him. How can I find a way to develop a football mindset and just blame it on the coach? I mean, it is so, so simple to see now. I can't believe that. And you decided to continue a relationship with this kid after that? Look, I, I love that kid. I love his family. He's a great person. He had a great football career. He's a he's a gem in my eyes. He's a gem. If he if he played for me for four years and we never won a game, he'd still be a gem. That is awesome. It's just amazing stuff. That is awesome. Now, uh, also too, you mentioned uh, Blondie to Baldy. Now, eleven year old Stone Labanowitz. Did he have the flowing locks like he had in high school yet? No, it, it wasn't flowing yet. It, it, it took a long it took a long time to grow. He started growing it when he was eleven, and it, got, it, it didn't get as long as it got to his junior year of high school. Yeah, that's right. No, he's, he is a uh, a good dude, and he certainly had a good career. But you know what I think happened? That winless season, his first year of Pee Wee, it built character in him. I think that goes back to the coach. I think that's the – you no built doubt. character in Stone Labanowitz. Yes, sir. It did build a lot of character, no doubt. Coach, really appreciate it, and uh, and, and thank you for, uh, for calling in and surprising Stone on his 24th birthday. Thank you, Coach. Oh. You're welcome. Happy birthday, Stone. We'll catch you later, bro. Appreciate it, boss man. That is Bye-bye. Coach Bob Colazzo uh, joining us here on Ken Levick Alive. And uh, uh, how, how about that? How about that? Your peewee football coach calling in. My very first football coach. And I'll never forget that season. You guys didn't win a game? We had kids who are still playing Division One football. One of them in the league. I think, you know, a, a gem he didn't drop in that story is that Justin Simmons... Was I, the, Justin Simmons was on that team? He was Stop. our coach. He was our player coach. So he was at that time a sophomore or junior at Martin County High School. Okay. Committed to Boston College at the time. He was our player coach. He was tasked with coaching the quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers. How'd that go? Not very well. <laughs> so so a lot of the blame I do put on Justin Simmons as well. Uh, now what? of the, the highest paid safety in the league. I was going to say, he's the highest paid safety in the history of the NFL. Nobody's safe from Stone's no. excuses. Stone's just gonna, yeah. safe from Stone's excuses. He's just going to throw blame at everybody. Oh, highest paid safety? Yes, your fault. Head coach, it's your fault too. Yeah, all he, of you. he was focused on other things at that point in high school. He didn't put a lot of attention of into, into the, ju- the tiny mite team that he coached. That is hilarious. Wait, so so how far are you throwing at eleven? I was I was chucking that thing. Yeah, I don't know how far. Other and to which side too? Because obviously they didn't win a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say yeah. How many how many of those things were you chucking to the opposite team? That's a great point by Jeanette. Uh, probably a dozen, but uh, it, it was still going <laughs> all the way far. To the all the yeah. way, just doing uh-huh. the cupid shuffle with the football. Uh-huh. On the field. It was still going far though. That's awesome. I mean, so much so that the coach said, "Hey, sorry, son." You got to go find another position. <laughs> yeah, and it's still one of my best friends to this day. Ah, that this is song. awesome. Stone Lebanowitz is pee- the football, the peewee football version of Stone Lebanowitz. Mm. I was that literally is like, kind of like you know Tom Brady with Matt Castle. Matt Castle's down. Stone's Tom Brady walking onto the field. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have a legendary season. And then he's like, "We didn't win a game." And I'm like, "Oh, there goes that image." That is you are not hilarious. Tom Brady anymore. Nope. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app. And on your smart speaker, Wednesday means Jeanette Javier. Uh, I, I will play it later. Um, what do you think of your man? What do you think of your man, Tom Brady, uh, and the, the the cheeks? And Whatever. You know what? I 
How much stop, filler stop, has stop. that dude? Who cares? He still looks better than face. all of you put together, and he will still look better than all of you put together. I mean, Stone. Leave there's been a lot of work done with Tom Brady's Who face. Cares? No, he, he literally has lip fillers, and his cheeks. Are, Ken called it as high as the Himalayas on his face. <laughs> y'all are just hating. Y'all I did say that. That was a good line. He is nice. Yeah. You guys are just so jealous that he's not your quarterback, and. You know, the Dolphins wanted him but couldn't get him, so now you're hating on him and how he feels, oh, how he looks. Man, I already know. We'll have more from Tom Brady. Uh, who, do, who do we have here, Stone? We have Victor Simmons here. Uh, Victor Simmons. Let's go ahead and play the music again here, if uh, <laughs> if we could. Uh, this is your life, Stone Labanowitz, age 24. His 24th birthday today. He ate a lot of tube meats last night. He's going to put some steak in his face tonight. All and the meats. Some yeah, all, all the meats all in his mouth. All the meats. A wide variety of meats tonight. Uh, let's <laughs> let's welcome on Victor Simmons. Victor, if you could, just for posterity purposes, uh, if you could give everybody listening right now uh, the the relationship, uh, how you know Stone Labanowitz. Just like Bob, Coach Bob said, he came walking <laughs> on the field late from Atlanta, but. <laughs> Probably one of the best quarterbacks we had in the area. Wow, in our area since I've been around here. So, but so. In, 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 in Justin Simmons' defense, <laughs> the offensive play calling uh-huh. was on Victor Simmons. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, you know uh, what? I was going to protect Victor Simmons. I didn't want to throw his name in there, but I knew he was calling the play. Uh-huh. It, it, it's it's right. much easier to go after the NFL's highest paid safety. Uh, that's what that's what Stone's doing. Uh, Coach, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us for a little bit. And so, uh, you know, uh, Coach Colazio uh, was telling us when, when Stone walks in from Atlanta, hey, I'm Stone Lebanowitz. I play quarterback and middle linebacker. So, uh what is it? What is a memory of young Stone Labanowitz uh, that uh, that that you can tell us? A good story here, something with a little juice. Uh, a kid way before his age, uh, as far as maturity, um, knowing the game of football, and could really throw the ball. And so, with that, um, the way I coached, I tried to get you know, try to get him to be further along by uh, getting him to do timing patterns and throwing the ball at spots and trying to find receivers to get to those spots, but we just never did. <laughs> well, it was it, you tried. You tried, and, and, and uh, right. uh, Stone eventually sort of got there later on in football. Yep. But uh, as you saw him go from, from Pee Wee football to South Fork High School and then I knew his college career in Southern Illinois – uh, I have to imagine there's a lot of pride there. You can nobody. I didn't know about the winless peewee season until <laughs> today. Hilarious. So you you can sit best, there and take all the credit you want for them. Best best season in football I ever coached in peewee football. The character of kids that came out of that football team, unbelievable. I love it. I love it. And so so Stone, uh, Coach Coach Victor. Uh, he'll take the blame for your failings in your first year of Peewee, but uh, <laughs> you, you, and you and the in the Simmons as a whole, you guys are are just super tight, right? Yeah, super tight. So I was best friends, and I still am very close to Tristan Simmons, his youngest son of the bunch, and he was in the backfield with me. He was one of the skill players on the. Would you blame team. it on him too? You know, I think we blame nobody's safe. Nobody's no. safe. So it was, and honestly, it was more of me and Tristan complaining about his dad. You know, it was me and Tristan. <laughs> at, 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 
<laughs> at 11 years old, you know, we were like, do we start calling our own plays? He's like, you know, my dad over there, like, he's screwing us. I, you know what? It was just, that was a lot of the memories that I had. <laughs> that was a lot of memories oh, that I had. But I, I am Chiefs so. Chiefs on the football field. So, uh-huh. so, so tight with the entire Simmons bunch. Tristan, like I said, the youngest, he was a Martin County Tiger, mm-hmm. but we've stayed true and our relationship is really strong and. Justin has coached me since I was very young. So the Simmons, especially Victor and his wife, Kimberly, some of the best people that I know. That is awesome. That is really, really awesome. How, what do you make of, uh, of Stone now transitioning from the game of football into sports media here, uh, Coach? I really thought he'd be playing professional football in Canada without a doubt. If he had three more inches, we would be watching him on, on TV yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. That, that's what... So as far as him being involved in sports, I had no doubt. Uh, I thought he'd be a coach because of his football mind, but I have no doubt that he's doing something that he's very passionate about. No, he's uh, he's passionate about it. Uh, I personally think he should have just stuck to quarterbacking, but uh, <laughs> but we're trying to get him there. We're I, to- I, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. I put it, yeah, I agree 150%. I mean, Some I'm people d- have it. Right. Some people don't. Right, exactly. Right. And he clearly, when it comes to the mic, I'm not quite sure he has it. I feel like we're in that winless peewee season all the time. Uh, but we're trying. I'm we're trying. We're working on yeah. it. We're and working on it. If it makes you feel any better, he blames me all the time for his <laughs> yes. shortcomings on the air. So it's yeah. uh, uh, no, but uh, in all seriousness, Victor, thank you so much for spending time and uh, and calling in to, uh, oh, to have you. some fun with him. Stone, happy birthday, brother. Appreciate you, man. So appreciative for you and the fam and, and, and everything you've done for me. Real proud of you, man. Real proud. That is Victor Simmons going back to Pee Wee days. And again, uh, you hear Simmons. Yeah, that's 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 Justin Simmons. That's the Simmons right there. That mm-hmm. whole thing up there, 772. And we're super proud of them. But uh, we've heard from from Coach Colonso and Coach Simmons so far, Stone. This is good. It's awesome. It's actually really, really cool to hear their voices. Um, and I consider Victor the LeVar Ball of the 772 <laughs> in the Palm Beach he County. Way more humble and appreciative, though. <laughs> and a little bit more humble. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, see, I think that that's what he put on. He's a really loud. <laughs> he's a really loud, confident guy, and he'll get in your face. He was. He's literally like the funniest, most outgoing, you know, dad okay. that I've ever well, met. But he's he a little didn't bar plug ball. any products, like any shoes that's or true. the baller that's true. brand. He doesn't. So, he, you know? he doesn't need to. You yeah. know, Lavar's stepped away from his kids because they've made it, and I think he's kind of done the same thing. Like I Justin love Simmons is so successful. The middle son, Nate is off doing his own thing. He just got married, and Tristan's a really good kid. But he's literally the LeVar Ball. He knew his kids were going to go and what they were going to do. Love it. That is Love awesome. It. So, uh, Coach Bob, Coach Victor, uh, as we celebrate Stone Lebanowitz's birthday here, uh, I do need to get uh, a, a read out of the way here. I need to make sure that uh, we're, we're telling people about the things that they, uh, they need to know about. So we'll do that, and then we'll keep having some fun. I do want to get to uh, not just Tom Brady's face, but since we have the Buccaneers fan in here, and she hasn't been able to speak on Tom Brady, and I'm going to fight every back, one of you already know. Uh, because again, I, I just the way he, he's talking like me. Like when I get home every day, I'm like, ugh, I've just got so much bleep going on. Because mm-hmm. he's a focused this is Tom man. Brady. You've never been anywhere else and had your mind completely you, different area because you're just so focused on winning and leading a team and getting back in shape. That's where Tom Brady is. Who goes on vacation and comes back and is like, oh, me? That's so much bleep to me. Me? <laughs> okay, sorry. Jeanette, I just came Jeanette back does. from Costa Rica like that. <laughs> that was your first comment when you walked out the plane. Oh, back to reality. I hate this. I got to take my dog. I love my 
my dog to death, but this sucks. I mean, I'm not too convinced he didn't get a you know prosthetic procedure done instead of vacation. I think maybe he went to the Bahamas yeah. to get Did something done get to his face. Did he get a replacement face? Yeah. I think he went to the Bahamas to get a face transplant. A face transplant. And guess what? If I went to Costa Rica and I could afford a Brazilian butt lift, then guess what? I probably would have gotten one, too. Yeah, good point. Yeah, don't go one of those in South Miami, though. There's way too that many would instances not, no, of no, they do not look women good. leaving that with concrete I would butt. do it in a, in a, in a Latino country, not, not, in, not, in, not South, South Miami. Miami. Not great. No, thank you. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we return, we'll continue to celebrate Stone Labanowitz's birthday, and again, we will key in on... The very old-sounding Tom Brady. Jeanette is unhappy. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. It is Stone Labanowitz's 24th birthday. Going out back. Literally, though. No, like the no, restaurant. Literally. Yeah, not, not vacation to the Outback in Australia. And he's going to Outback Steakhouse. Or like Outback to the backyard. No, the restaurant right, right, right. that you go to on a random Tuesday afternoon. Right. Because it's a minute away. Anywhere you travel <sighs> to. I'm going to wear a suit and tie tonight. Yeah. I'm just going to dress up, go all out. Because you guys are just dogging it. So I'm going to go above and beyond. Actually, you know what? I kind of love that. Just own it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go to Outback for your birthday, you might as well do it in the name of irony and wear tux. Oh. I support that, too. Would you go with the tux? Would you rent a tux today? If we rented you a tux, would you wear a tux to Outback? Take, I'll take my money back from the <laughs> yeah. onion and put it towards the, <laughs> the tux. tux I would, and I would make everybody come to me dressed like it's homecoming. Like I will just, show like we, up in my pageant dress. Like high school homecoming. <laughs> like we just got out of the limousine. Oh, in the pageant God. dress, I won Miss... Florida International. I will uh, show up that is at Outback West. That is good. I actually kind of, I'm kind of into that. But imagine how difficult it's going to be to keep your belt buckled as you're gorging yourself in Bloomin' Onion and 22 ounce Melbourne Porter. That house. is even sexier. Oh man, I love that. It's sweaty yeah. meat sweats just through your dress shirt. He puts the Bloomin' Onion on the table and I just take the belt off. Uh, Stone. At some point, uh, the Outback you're going to tonight. If you could get me the phone number, we do need to call them just to make sure we can find a piece of meat that might be a little larger than 22 ounces. I'll okay. Do that. There's I'll so do many that. jokes. I'll than this beefcake rolling through here tonight. That's right. Stone the Banowitz, 24 years old. Jeanette Javier. <laughs> it's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levicka. Uh, let's go ahead and bring the, the theme music back if we could, Stone. Could you thank you? This is your life. 24 years old. Stone the Banowitz on his birthday this day, 1998. The world changed forever. And we have another guest here. If you could, mystery guest, could you give us your name and your relation to Stone the Banowitz, please? Uh, my name is Dennis Lavelle. I was the head football coach at South Fork, and Stone played for me. Oh, there Coach Lavelle, is. the legendary Dennis Lavelle, former South Fork head man, amongst other schools, here with us on Ken Levick Alive. And so uh, now we have gotten to high school age where Stone started coming to his own. And so, uh, Coach, first of all, thank you for doing this. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, how many times did you have to tell Stone, hey, be humble, hot shot? How many times did Cocky Stone come to play? 
Oh, he came to play every day. Every night, every day, every afternoon. It was it was I don't think he ever missed a snap. Um wow. just a just a great player, great attitude. I don't think I even ever yelled at him. Really? Stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Stone's going to remember this similarly. Yeah. (laughs) Stone, retell a tale. I don't don't remember. Retell a tale, please. I don't don't think his memory is going away, so I don't know. That's a very bold statement (laughs) to say that he's never yelled at me. Because I think he's yelled at me to it ten times to a degree than my my mother and my father have. Maybe you're just being soft. <laughs> I think that's maybe verbatim I am what he, soft. That's what that's what he would tell me verbatim. Yeah. You're being soft. Uh, I, so so yeah, I, I want to ask you because I know, Coach, that uh, especially last year in this area, the relationship you have with now Miami head coach Mario Cristobal came to the forefront. You coached him in high school. Uh, you were at uh, the Horseshoe when Oregon beat Ohio State, and yeah, uh, like yeah. I, I just, for me though, I always knew you as the South Fork head coach. I've been down here since 2007. I obviously covered you guys and covered Stone when, when he was in high school, but as far as some of your players, uh, your, the, 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 some of the players you've loved the most are concerned, do you put Stone Lebanowitz in the Mario Cristobal category? Be honest. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he didn't play Division One maybe at the Miami level, but in high school and his performance in high school, his attitude, everything he ever did, he and Mario Cristobal are way more similar probably than he realizes. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Dennis Lavelle, former South Fork head coach, the legend with us here on Ken LaVica Live, Coach Stone uh, in high school. Stone, what are uh, the, the dynamic between you and, and Coach Lavelle? What was that like? It was one of the most – the. God, wow. It's a loaded question now that memories are just flowing through my head. But it, was, it would be similar to him being nice to a lot of the other guys on the team and then me trying to get in on that. Like, oh, you want me to do the same thing, coach? And shut up. Or, or, <laughs> or, or it would be like he would be, coaching up, he would be coaching up the guys, you know, real technique-wise. And I'd be like, hey, coach, do you want me to go away? And, and stuff because he I, and I think partially it's sort of like our dynamic. Yeah, except I really just want you to like go away. It is yeah. so so. You know, <laughs> in in the moment, you know, I, I don't think I realized what was going on. But now, like looking back and, and growing up, I realized because it was because he had so much trust in me because he knew that uh, you know he didn't have to worry about me whether it was academically or on the field. And you know, he's had the chance to tell me that now. But I think as I think about on the field being with him, it was always shut up and go away were the two things that I heard most. Well, <laughs> well, I, I, honestly, 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 I did have a philosophy. Honestly, this is true. And this would go back to Cristobal. This would go back to Highsmith. It, it really went into the classroom, too. I always felt like if I could give crap to the great players, the, the popular kids, the, be, uh, the better athletes, um, kids like Stone, kids like Mario, if I could yell at Mario, then every other 14-year-old present mm-hmm. knows I could sure as hell tear into them too. Yeah. Wow. So I always made it a pri- I always made it a priority to pick on the really good players because it set the tone for all the young kids coming up at that moment or even in the next few days or the next week or the next year or whatever. I mean I I remember I remember when Alonzo Highsmith was drafted. He was the third kid taken in the draft. And he came to our house after the draft. Uh-huh. So he's like, you know, famous, famous, famous. And he comes <laughs> to the front door, and my two sons, Joe and Mike, are little. And uh, he kneels down in front of Mike, 
and Joe, and he goes, and he looks him right in the eye, he goes, your dad used to make me cry. <laughs> and they looked at him, and they looked at me, and they they couldn't believe it. <laughs> but it was true. I mean, I used to, he used to cry all the time, and it was just, I don't know. If you yell at Alonzo Highsmith, you yell at anybody. So it, it worked. I was going to say. Then, and it worked out. That, that is, uh, did, did, did Stone ever cry? No, not that I know of, but I know what he's talking about, where I didn't cater to him. I didn't, you know, I didn't treat him like he was a great player. I treated him like everybody else. And I think the other kids appreciated that because sure. he didn't get any favors. And, and I think that, you know, ironically, I think it goes deeper. And it, goes home, it, goes, it goes home to the parents. Yeah. So a kid who thinks I'm picking on him, let's say, that's not as significant as Stone, and goes home to the old man. He doesn't, he doesn't go home to the old man and say anything or, or mom because he's getting picked on just like a great player is getting picked on. So, therefore, I, I think it gave us, um, it gave us a bond within the, within the program to know that only the best players play and nobody gets a favor. Nobody, nobody cares whose dad is rich. Right. Nobody cared whose mom was involved in the booster club. Um, nobody cared. It didn't matter. Only the best players played. And I think that went a long way into, into our success uh, because so many average players contributed way above their ability. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's a fact. And I, I think the only time that I did cry, Ken, was so my junior year, Coach Dennis Lavelle passed the reins off to his son, Mike Lavelle, mm-hmm. as far as being the head coach of the South Fork football team. So we did the last game of the season. I remember we blew out Jupiter, and we did a retirement ceremony for him after, and that was the one time that I remember mm-hmm. crying like a 14-year-old girl. That, that's, I mean, that's yeah. legitimately like a, a, a father-esque relationship. Mm-hmm. No doubt about fo- it. Mm-hmm. Your football father. Coach Lavelle's your football father. 100%. That is awesome. Dennis Lavelle with us here. Ken Levick alive, former South Fork head coach, coached uh, Stone in high school. And I know, too, and it was, I mean, we talked about it a lot at the time, but uh, it's well known at this point. Stone, the reason he didn't play Power Five uh, is because of his height and this constant obsession with his height from recruiters. And it's endlessly infuriating and annoying. That was the reality. And I suppose that's sort of what you're talking about. The dude puts his head down. And he works and he grinds, and we see it every day here. But, mm-hmm. like, that's just sort of, mm-hmm. of, of this guy. Oh, yeah. for Absolutely. I mean, he would, if he were three inches taller, he, he'd be playing on Saturday afternoon, maybe Sunday afternoon. It was just, it's just so unfair. It's not, you know, it's not ideal, uh, the recruiting process. The, the, the thing that gets me is, that, ironically, the NFL gets it more right than the Division One guys. I mean, there's guys in the NFL, like the kid at Buffalo, that never had an offer and is playing on Sunday. Now, the NFL, ironically, gives those kids a chance where the Division One guys, you know, they're structured to height, weight, a lot of objective stuff. And the whole concept of winning and making plays is kind of like in the, on a back burner. And that's that's what's infuriating. Yeah, without um, question. I mean, Rodgers didn't have a lot of offers. The kid at Buffalo. There's all kinds of guys, you know, in the NFL that were nobodies coming out of high school and coming out of college and Christ are playing on Sunday afternoon.
Yeah, well, I think that is extremely well said. Now, one thing I did want to bring up here, Coach, and again, thank you for, for hanging out with us and helping celebrate Stone's birthday here. Uh, Stone, w- what was it at, at ACC kickoff when we were talking to Coach Cristobal? You recounted a conversation you had with Coach Lavelle about uh, uh, Cristobal being the, the only Division One head coach, only college football coach that could still whoop all of his players? Yeah, that was actually uh, that was from Dennis Lavelle's yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, and And uh, yeah. what was Coach Cristobal's reaction? He, what did he say? He's like, oh, God, you guys know I can't answer that. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to put it on the record, Coach Lavelle. Uh, Mario Cristobal could kick the ass of every one of his players still, right? Only coaching oh. college football? Oh, Hell yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. That is so good. You can bet a lot of those kids are afraid of him. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I, I'm afraid of him, and I just talked to him on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like to get coached up by him. I'm very soft, Coach. I never would have made it under you. I'm just telling you that right now. I would have walked off <laughs> weeping after day three. Uh, Coach, I appreciate you doing this. I know that Stone, uh, he always talks about you, how much you mean to him. It means a lot for you to be a part of this and uh, to take part of your afternoon, uh, you know, telling stories and, uh, and, and praising and roasting the man. So uh, we appreciate and thank you for hanging out. Okay, man. Thanks, and happy birthday, big man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, of course. That is the man, Dennis Lavelle, former South Fork head coach, uh, here with us on Ken Levick Alive. God, I love that Cristobal story. I it's love so that. That was and, awesome. And, and there's so many that he has that are not allowed to be spoken about <laughs> on air. Say, so many. I was going to say. Are there NDAs on there? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can get the proper paperwork next year. And uh-huh. we'll go now yeah. I know. I'm, I'm going to be on this prepared for next year, Stone. Uh, we got to get to a break. We're going to do that. Uh, we're going to keep celebrating Stone's birthday. We have an awful lot to do. It's a fun Wednesday. I like this. And we're going to call the Outback because we need to see if they can give Stone something that's larger than 22 ounces. How much ounces. meat is Stone going to have in his mouth today? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's our new Jesus. segment. How much meat <laughs> in the mouth of Stone Lebanowitz? And we'll do that when we come back. We'll get that Outback number. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Wednesday, Ken LaVica Live here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette's here. Stone's here. I'm here. Stone is 24 years old. Uh, what we what we gave him for, for his birthday, uh, Jeanette, we've got a fiesta-sized Takis bag. Yes. The Fuego flavor. Uh, and uh, four pack of uh, Bud Light Tall Boys. That that's what I feel like. That's the way to to earn Stone's appreciation is simply something like that. Yep. He, he called it the best gift he's had so far. He's a man of very low standards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a man. He is it, like legitimately. You're going under the bridge, the bridge <laughs> of standards. You're going under that, and he's a happy man. He is totally very happy, a happy man. man. Uh, and tonight he's going to Outback Steakhouse. Um, what he's going to have, he thought they had a 24-ounce porterhouse. They don't. They don't have that. They only go up to 22 ounces, so we're going to try and make that right at some point here before uh, 2 o'clock. Uh, theme, please, because Stone Lebanowitz, uh, this is your life, and we're not done with Lavelle's. We're rolling through Lavelle's here. A man who also coached Stone Lebanowitz at South Fork High School. And yes... 
He is Dennis Lavelle's son. It is Mike Lavelle with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Coach, thank you for taking the time. Appreciate it. And so we celebrate Stone Labanowitz's 24th birthday. By the way, Stone's 24. I mean, Coach, you're getting old now. Dang. I am. I am. And I tell you what, he's directly responsible for, I don't know, 75, 80% of all of the gray hair on my head. Mm. I mean, directly <laughs> from him. Uh, so I just imagine, I just imagine, Coach Lavelle, that uh, and you took over in really the prime years of Stone Labanowitz's high school career. This is where the attention from colleges are coming. This is where he's putting up the numbers. You were the head coach when he broke all the passing records at South Fork High School. Uh, what is the time you had to bring him down a peg or two? Stone was just being a little too cocky, a little too stony. So uh, it's funny that you asked that question. Uh, the very first interaction he and I had when, when I became the head coach, I, so I get called into my athletic director's office, a gentleman by the name of Tim Tharp, who is very well-respected but uh-huh. very straight and narrow. And he's having a conversation with me. He's like, Mike, you need to talk to the kids about tempering expectations. And when they talk to the media, they got to be respectful and they want to make sense and they can't, you know, they, they don't want to sound arrogant. Give him his whole lecture, right? <laughs> Not, I want to say, an hour later, I walk in, Stone's talking to uh, John Tantucci, and John goes, you know, Stone, how do you think the year's going to go? Stone goes, oh, we're winning the state title. No, no doubt in my mind, Stone. we're winning the state title. Nobody's going to beat us. Blah, 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 blah. So my first move as a head coach has to be to call Stone in and be like, dude, really? I mean, but that's the way he was. He was, he was ultra-confident, and uh, he, uh, he just had a bravado about him that uh, – you know, it was one of the reasons he was so successful. I love that. I love that. Coach Coach Lavelle takes over the program, which is humming at that time. And, and, and the AD says, hey, we just need to make sure that expectations are tempered, straight and narrow, uh, don't, don't give anything to the media. And sure enough, there's a loudmouth stone telling the lead writer at TC Palm Cover in high school, oh, yeah, we're going to win the state title and go undefeated. Period. That, mm-hmm. that is Period. the most you thing ever, Stone. It is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, what, so, so what I want to get from Stone here is, is uh, the, the relationship stone that you had with uh, with Coach Lavelle after after he took over? I mean, you really these were your your prime high school years here. What's that adjustment like? What was the relationship like with Coach? Yeah, so I feel like I've said similar things about everybody that's come on the show today, right? Father figure, one of my favorite people, but this guy right here is, I think, a top of that list. I think he's the person that I am still closest to. That you know, I, in, in a sense raised me other than my mother and my father I think it was this guy he was always the guy who was brutally honest with me you know we've talked about uh, to a few guys about my height and stuff he was always the guy giving it to me straight and I knew that he was going to help me along the way whatever it was and any question that I had that I couldn't ask my mother and my father or a coach that I had on staff whether it was at college or or after that it goes to him and and I think he's done a uh, an awesome job with shooting straight with me and kind of like I said raising me more than my mom and my dad have. Everybody everybody needs that. Again, Mike Lavelle, former South Fork head coach, joining us here, Stone's former head coach. How, how coachable was Stone? Because I think around <laughs> here at ESPN West Palm, it depends on the day. It depends on how many Bud Light tall boys went down the night before and just where his head is at on a, on a, on a regular basis. How coachable at the high school level was quarterback Stone Labanowitz? Uh, he was extremely coachable, but... Uh... Sometimes his knowledge for the game was it was one of his biggest strengths, but it was also at some, at certain points one of his biggest detriments because he could never wrap his head around that everyone else didn't have the same dedication, 
understanding of the wow. game, love of the game that he did. And it was frustrating for him. So, you know, he would do anything that I would say, but, I mean, it, there were times where you could just see in his face, he just, he couldn't, he couldn't wrap his head around the fact that these guys don't want it as much as he did. Because, I mean, he would be here all day, every day if we'd let him. Um, but, yeah, to, to your question, extremely coachable. He, uh, he had, just like I said, a tremendous knowledge for the game of, of someone who was 15, 16 years old. I mean, he had probably a better understanding of concepts and what we were trying to do than, quite honestly, a lot of coaches that I knew, even head coaches, huh. um, which was nice. And, you know, he and I could bounce ideas back and forth off of each other. And by the time he was a senior, you know, he and I had been, had been linked for four years. I mean, he was almost a quasi-offensive coordinator, to, to, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I would trust his ideas, and sometimes he'd have some squirrely ones. But, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, tremendous kid, a lot of knowledge for the game, and we had a lot of fun. Man, I'm hearing Coach Lavelle talk up Stone and his football mind, Jeanette. And now, what I'm fearful for during this NFL season especially is that we're going to be talking about a game and he is going to die on a hill that is just a ridiculous football take and he's going to say, oh, well, Coach Lavelle said I was the quasi-offensive coordinator. Good call. I, I yeah, knew the game. Yeah. And I'm fearful, Jeanette, this is going to be held against so, us now. My favorite part about listening to all your former coaches is that they're giving us the heads up of the absolute terror you're going to be on air come the NFL season. That's true. This is great perspective just know and a it heads all. up. Yeah, like thinks he knows everything. <laughs> like just the whole yeah, thing. Back in my days sure. when Coach Lavelle said. Right, right. <laughs> he loves being the contrarian, too. I mean, oh, if you say the oh, rule is black, oh, we die. Oh, he's here. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've experienced that, uh, a face full of that. Trust me on that, Coach. Uh, Mike Lavelle with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, so, so Stone Lebanowitz, 24 years old, and, and, and you saw him go through the college ranks and uh, obviously finally got to play Division I football. Uh, for a coach to have a player like Stone, where he's told the story where coaches would come in uh, to South Fork High School and he would wear lifts in his shoes to try and come off taller than he actually was for him to finally get a shot at Southern Illinois. You as a coach, that's like sort of sending a kid off to college, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's a testament to his desire and his, his unwillingness to accept no for an answer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a tremendous accomplishment for him to be able to go, you know, to go the JUCO route like he did. And, I mean, not a lot of kids could, could deal with that, uh, that living situation, to go from JUCO and then to, to finally get an opportunity at, at Southern Illinois and then work his way into the lineup and have such success as they did in the playoffs is just, it, it was a proud moment for me for sure. He's one of, my, one of my all-time kids, if not the most all-time kid. And, you know, again, I mean, it's just a testament to, to his determination and, and his, his unwavering belief in himself. Uh, Stone, now the moment of truth. Who is the better coach of the Lavelles, Dennis or Mike? Go. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, man. I'm going to go Mike. All right. All right. I'm going right. to go Mike. Good. Good. Old man was stubborn. Oh, the old man was stubborn. Look, look what happens. <laughs> look what happens. He has your father on, Mike, and then he waits for your father to get off the phone before he starts breaking out words like stubborn. Unbelievable. That's the most stone thing I've ever seen. Yeah, he's working his angle. I mean, that's, that's he's working his stuff. angle. That's right. That's right. I guarantee you, he will text my dad on the side. And be like, hey, you know. Now you just yeah. took it from me. Now I can't yeah. do it. Making sure to cover all his bases. Uh, Coach Lavelle, good to hear from you again. Good to talk to you, and uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us to celebrate Stone. Appreciate it. Absolutely, sir. Just one one last thing. I heard you talking earlier with uh, with my old man about Mario Cristobal. Yeah. 
and how he believed that Mario could kick everyone on the team's butt. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I was thinking about that from my perspective. Stone's probably the only kid on the team that I for sure knew that I could kick his butt. <laughs> and he's the only one. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, no man. doubt. I love that. The, the, the only kid that you could wrestle to the ground, beat up, rough up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I love that. That is good. And that is yeah. good ammunition as well. Please save that audio, in fact. That's perfect. <laughs> Coach, appreciate that. Thank you. All right, thank you guys. Happy birthday, Stone. Appreciate you. All right, that is Mike Lavelle, former head man at South Fork. And, and so, Jeanette, I tell, I, I mentioned it, um, but the lifts in the shoes for Stone in high school, like that was real. He legitimately would put lifts in his shoes when coaches would come because he was only, you only came in at what, five, five, nine, five, nine. But everybody wants a six-foot quarterback mm-hmm. at the Power 5 level. Like, your parents bought you or your mom bought you lifts for your, your like, sole inserts, right? Yeah, they're like sole inserts, and they gave me three inches. And I would already buy the higher, the high-top Adidas. And so I was literally five inches taller than I actually was in those shoes. And Lavelle, both of them and every coach there knew that I was walking through the halls like that. Like, Mike <laughs> would sometimes make sure that I had them in because Western Kentucky's here. Yeah, right, right, They're right. like, make sure you're good to go. And I would turn the corner in the hallway and this guy would see me as six foot two, and he's like, "Oh, you're a lot taller than I thought you'd be." And I'm like, "Oh, I appreciate that, Coach." A lot of people say that. I do the same <laughs> thing with heels. Yeah, like, yeah for it's sure. It's the heels for men. Mm-hmm. And, and and I like that Jeanette. She also thanks them too. Like, oh, I appreciate that. I know. Thank you I for know. noticing. People tell me that. I like how you thanked them for saying, "Hey, you're taller than I thought." Yeah, oh, it's thank like you, you. I know. You shouldn't have been judging me. Now, now you feel stupid, don't you? Because I'm six foot two. That's how ridiculous <laughs> football recruiting it is, is though. though. It like, is. It's not. It's not the arm strength. It's not the accuracy. There are so many college recruiters that they're so scared of missing on somebody that they won't take someone who's uber talented because they're 5'9". It's true. Would you people stop? I I talk about college coaches' insecurities, right? Like, none of them are safe, no matter where you are. They're always being uh, evaluated. They're always being evaluated, and you're tied to the head coach, right? If he has two losing seasons and you're an offensive line coach, you're going to go. So you can't take risks on kids that you think are are high-value kids no matter what size and weight they are. So that's where it comes from. You just don't want to take a chance. You don't want to miss because you don't want to get fired because you don't want to have to move to another state for the fourth state in your three years running as a college coach. So it's a sick, sick profession, and it's tough really to wrap my head around, even at this point right now. And I'm see, I see it happen to kids now at the high school level right now that yeah. I know can play and will play But they're going through the same garbage that you did. Same garbage. Uh, let's go to the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week here. EDS air conditioning. EDS <laughs> is yes. Coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS air conditioning. All right, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. I got to say, this was cool last night, and I don't typically give the Yankees a lot of love because I just I can't. I can't do it. It's not in my DNA. I'm not capable of doing it. But there's something about Aaron Judge going to play in the home ballpark of Shohei Otani and Mike Trout last night, hitting his 51st home run and getting this type of ovation. The 1-1. High drive. Left center, Trout back, looking up, see ya, number 50. Aaron Judge connects for his 50th home run of the year at his 4-3 Angels.
I mean, listen to that. That is uh, Aaron Judge. He has hit the half-century mark in home runs. That is in Anaheim last night. Again, they see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Yes, the team is bad, but they have the two arguably premier players in baseball. And that, it sounded like Yankee Stadium. That's the Yes Network, by the way. Like, that sounds like Yankee Stadium. And, uh, again... That's like goosebump stuff, right? For mm-hmm. sure. The crowd, and I know we're on the radio, so you can't really see it, but if you haven't seen it, go find it somewhere on social media because every single just person in that in crowd air. is yep. just jumping. And, and people in red. It wasn't all Yankees. Yeah, fans. it was everybody. I mean, people are, this is starting to feel like what's happening with Aaron Judge is starting to feel like the 98 home run chase now. 100%. It's starting to feel like every time Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire came to bat, no matter where they were, what's happening now with Aaron Judge, where there's just this anticipation, whether you're a Yankees fan or not, is he going to hit a home run? Like he's he's at the he's at the fifty mark right now, and we are just entering. We're not even in September yet. I mean, there are going to be then. There's going to be some discussion if he passes Roger Maris if he hits sixty two. Is he actually going to be considered the rightful home run champion? Not Bonds or not Sosa who got past Gehrig or not McGuire who got past Gehrig because he's done it the right way. I assure you that conversation is coming. I assure you at some point here soon on this show, it's going to be a topic because I think that conversation is about to start picking up in a massive, massive way. But again, last night in Anaheim, that was the scene. That is the coolest moment of the week, brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. Family-owned and operated, servicing Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. It is EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, get the AC system refreshed. They're going to do their best not to fully uh, completely replace the AC unit. That's a lot of money. That's a huge investment. Why don't you try to get the ASU unit functioning and it hit its warranty and then move on from there, trying to save you money, trying to save money in that pocket, trying to make sure that you can use money for other things. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. That's EDS Air Conditioning. Uh, Let's go ahead and break here. We'll go ahead and break. We'll come back and we'll continue to go through the Stone Labanowitz birthday celebration, including can we get the man a 24-ounce piece of meat at Outback? We'll have to figure that out. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. All right. We got Yankees Ams Budsman. Of course we did. You're of a person of the did. people. This is what happens when we bring up the Yankees. All of a sudden it turns into, well, actually. What we heard in the EDS coolest moment of the week was the 50th home run for Aaron Judge. <laughs> so, pinstriped on Buds, um, Budsman, fine. Here's the 51st home run from Aaron Judge. High fly ball, deep right field. Ward back, turning, looking. See ya! Number 51, Aaron Judge, a three-run home run, and the Yankees lead 7-2. Are you happy now? Are you not happy now? That's Aaron Judge, 51st home run. And again, point remains, good Lord, that ballpark erupted again when he made contact. 
This again, this is the same place where Mike Trott and Shohei Otani treat <laughs> those fans on a nightly basis, and Aaron Rodgers rolls through, and it sounds like the Bronx. Aaron Judge, you said Rodgers. Did I say Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I liked it. I wasn't going to stop it. Because <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers rolled through, sport. I'm sure they'd love that too. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. I think, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm football-y right now. Uh, let's let's go ahead and and get back to our celebration of Stone Lebanowitz here. And let's welcome in our next guest, if you could. Name and relation to young Stone Lebanowitz, please. Guest? Jabari Williams. Jabari Williams. Jabari. 707 Code. Happy birthday, Stone Oh, Cole. right. Appreciate that. Going back to the seven-on-seven seven days. I love it. And so Jabari Williams joins us here. So so I, I do want to ask you, Coach, uh, because Stone has regaled me with tales of his seven-on-seven seven days <laughs> and rolling down to Miami and balling out with uh, – or, or, or rolling down uh, and balling out with uh, – with some of the best players the Treasure Coast has to offer. He was all over the place in South Florida, but then absolutely rolling through seven-on-seven. Seven. So tell me, there's all these super athletes, okay, all over the field. And then there's there's this sort of this, this broad-shouldered, uh, you called yourself an Oompa Loompa stone. Those yeah, are your words, not, wa- not mine. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. Who rolls onto the, this field with all of these athletes. What were your first impressions of a uh, seven-on-seven version of Gunslinger Stone Lebanowitz? Uh, man, I think it was in the hair. Um, once he lost <laughs> his hair, I don't think he has it anymore, but I think it was in the hair. Um, one of the best. No, I think it is. He's the best quarterback that my organization ever had. That is amazing. You mentioned the hair. That was his trademark, Jeanette, in high school. He had this long blonde hair. The complete opposite of what he has is like stupid little triangle on his balding <laughs> yeah, yeah, head right he's, now. He's got. He's all bald. Yeah, he's got the. He's got the the whole thing going now with the with the triangle in front of the head. Uh, but but uh, this guy, this truly was something like sunshine, right? This was he was the Treasure Coast sunshine. Absolutely, absolutely was. I love absolutely that. Absolutely was the same time, man. I love um, that. Hey, yeah. I wish you many, many more, Stone, man. You're, you're good. You're a good guy, man. Uh, continue to, continue to strive, and I'm glad that you're on ESPN, man. Um, doing the radio, doing what you love, man. Mm-hmm. I really do. Appreciate that. I appreciate that, Jabari. I, I, I've had a few people on. Uh, before you congratulating me, and I've said similar things about everybody, but Ken, Jeanette, this guy right here, just an absolute another father figure, came from a different part of, of culture and, and brought me in and integrated me to everything. And, and kind of, I think he was the one who enabled me to let my guard down and be more of a team player and a better person in the locker room, just being surrounded by so many different players from, mm-hmm. from so many different places. But I, I give Jabari those kudos because he is a father figure to every high school player on the Treasure Coast, from Jupiter all the way up to Vero Beach and in that Fort Pierce area. Jabari's the dad to them, and, and there's not one bad word that's said about this guy. But he controls everything that happens with 772 players behind the scenes. He's the guy with his hands on the joystick. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate that compliment. So it's got to make you feel proud of what what he accomplished in football. He's moved on to a different chapter uh, of his life now, but uh, to to see him do what he was able to do, use someone who is so integrated from Vero to Stewart and and, and, and Jensen Beach and all those areas, to see him do what he's able to do and really kind of grind away at it, that's got to be a great feeling, Coach. Oh, almost definitely. You you saw it from his – 
he he started for me um, his freshman year, took us to the championship game against NFL caliber um, players, you know what I'm saying? And I just think he's an NFL caliber team player, but, you know what I'm saying, in this day and age, they want height, you know what I'm saying? Stone just didn't have the height, you know, but he had the arm, the mind, you know what I'm saying, the want to as an NFL um, caliber player. And it showed that just the path that he took, he didn't go, you know what I'm saying, major. He went to a, a JUCO first, and then he got his D1 to uh, Southern Illinois. You know what I'm saying? He became a starter, you know. So it just it's just a fight that Stone had. He wasn't going to let anybody, you know what I'm saying, outwork him, you know what I'm saying, outthink him or whatever. He, just, he was a student of the game. He still is, you know. Did you have to chew him out at all? Did you have to get on him a little bit? Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I would I, I I I would be like, man, what are you looking at? Like, what what are you reading? And you know what I'm saying? Here here break it down. I was like, no, I just remember this one in Jacksonville. He, you know, um, me and his brother uh, Cody, we was getting on them both, and Stone got kind of frustrated, and he just walked away. You know what I'm saying? We just let him do his thing, and he came back, and you know what I'm saying? We won the game. So you know, yeah, I had to bust his chops a little bit. You know. A bunch but it was very rarely because, he, but he was he was just he just was a student in the game. He knew where I wanted the ball and where to put, place the ball. Numerous hat spikes, numerous playbook <laughs> spikes. I, I've seen that Jabari do. Uh, Stone the Bandwitz, uh induced playbook spikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not surprised by that. And uh, that that is uh, that's actually legitimately funny. I love that, uh, Coach. Really, really appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us, and uh, wishing Stone a. Uh, a uh, a happy birthday, and I uh, I I also wanted to to ask you if you were aware. Just speaking of that, if if you knew that he came back to the Treasure Coast a couple of months ago, played in a charity flag football game, and threw three interceptions, were you aware of that? I, I think I saw his mom posted on social media, <laughs> so it was Stacey you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, Stacey's going, you know, she's going to tell him when he's doing good and when he's doing that's bad. Right. That's right. <laughs> Tough love, Coach. Tough love. Queen. You know how that goes. That's right. Queen Stacey, man. Queen. Appreciate you, Coach. Thank you for, for spending some time with us. I appreciate y'all. All right. Happy birthday, my boy. Love you. Appreciate you. Love you as well. That is Jabari Williams, 7-on-7 seven seven up there in the Treasure Coast. You played a lot of 7-on-7 seven seven ball. For sure. For sure. I, ever since I was a freshman to when I was a senior. I thought, you know, it, it gets a lot of slack from, I think, national media and, and, and big voices. They don't really see the benefit of it, but I do think it's one of the most beneficial things a high school skill player can do for their career and, and for their future ongoing and learning the game in other ways. I think 7-on-7 seven is seven's very beneficial, and I, I advocate it whenever any team or any kid on any team. Help you hone some skills a little bit that maybe you yeah. wouldn't be able to exactly. otherwise. You're, just, you're there to put some tools in your toolbox. Uh, can, we, can we play the Tom Brady from a couple of days ago for Jeanette. I just I I want her to fully so you guys hear this. Fight. You guys no, I don't want to fight. I just yeah, want obviously. you. I just want you to hear this because your boy sounds tired. He sounds worn out. Tired of all your BS from well, talking negative about no, him. But it, but but this is this is Tom Brady after being a lot off for eleven days as the Buccaneers look to embark on their season. Uh, this is a man who was retired for roughly about 14 seconds, okay? Mm-hmm. Decided to come back, and, mm-hmm. and, and here's, here's Tom Brady, his first meeting with the media since returning. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life, and, uh, you know, we're I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of on, so, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can and 
um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. So, I mean, that sounds like a man who's exhausted. Life has life has piled up on top of him. You are so negative. You've never come back from vacation just so relaxed and so but, over the right. real world that you're looking at things head on and you're like, I'm not ready to deal with all of this. All right, Jeanette, what would happen? What would you do? Okay, if I came in here on a random day, all right, like say it's just a a, a dreary Tuesday, mm-hmm. okay, and I sit down and I start the show. Here's a message from Ken Lavica, and I go, the sky is gray, <laughs> and so is my future. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. Like you would, you would feel concerned about what's going to happen over the next two hours, right? Like what I'm saying is. I, at least, a little part of my brain would be concerned about what might happen over the next four months when you have, I'm 45, and I just got a lot of bleep going on. Like, what would you do if I sat down and I said, if I said, does anybody have some Lexapro? Like, what would you do? At first of all, I'd be like, yes, here's some. Second of all. <laughs> here's a handful. <laughs> Second of all. Would you like some Xanax, too? How much, actually? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> so it's all prescribed by the way, humans. Um, but <laughs> um, for Tom Brady, back off. He just came back from his 11 day hiatus, soiree, or whatever you want to call hiatus. it. Hiatus. And there's no way you come back after a soiree in saying those things. Yes, absolutely. Okay? When I came back from my six day Costa Rican soiree, the last thing I wanted to deal with was the real world. Was the poop that I had to deal with figuratively uh-huh. and literally right. with Charles Barkley II. Uh-huh. But I had that same mentality where it's like, I'm not ready to go into full, like, into real world circumstances. Well, all I'm saying is that I'm 38. I got a lot of bleep going on. And you know what? I'm bringing the energy all the time. Are no, you comparing no. yourself to Tom Brady well, how and the bleep is, that you got going on? How with is him? he not allowed to do that? Completely different circumstances. I mean, no, it's not. Tom he can Brady, say he's the goat of old time in football. Ken Lavica, the host of a 12 to 2 afternoon show. You're talking Two about, different oh, things. Oh, Jesus. And the play-by-play voice of Florida Atlantic. Thank you. You're talking yeah. about billionaire Tom Brady, the guy who gets his meals cooked for him mm-hmm. and put in front of him on the dining room table. Opposed Business to Ken, who does owner the other of way. the Brady brand and TB12 He, is, he doesn't put his hands on any of that stuff. Super now, Bowl winning granted, extraordinaire. Granted, I get my meals cooked for me, too. <laughs> I mean, so do I. So Love you, baby. Tough. What's up, baby? See, I just want to <laughs> make sure we got that covered. Both of y'all are yeah, his wife Vivi is in the kitchen sweating for his man and his and, and her children. Tom Brady's wife just sits down next to him and waits for the plate to get put in front of him oh, because no. he's too busy doing fifty business deals at the same no. time and taking care of his body. I like how Stone just indirectly takes a shot at at Giselle. Like, yeah. Oh, she's just sitting waiting for the food. Maybe she should cook. Nice, nice message to send, Stone. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. how I feel this is why you're going to make it in the industry. You know how I feel about her. No. How do you feel about her? She dragged him on vacation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not happy about that. She be, She's become a distraction. It's really what someone's talking about. She said, hey, babe, you know, we had this vacation plan. Yeah. Like, your, your camp, you know, we you committed to me and the family. Like, you're going to yeah. do this. And Tom yeah. Brady's like, you know what? Fine. Like, I have to do this. And he had to I'm go fake. I'm so sorry that his hot AF wife <laughs> asked to take him to the Bahamas for 11 days. And now his name and his legacy is getting slandered because he was never the guy who was going to skip time in training camp or, or take time away from practice in the in the heat of training camp and leading the season. If I'm just Jimmy saying. G comes up to me and goes, hey, Jeanette, do you want to go on an 11-day vacation while I'm in the middle of in-game hosting the Astros? Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. Adios. <laughs> I mean, I'm going with you guys. 
No, you're not. <laughs> Stone the Bennett's third wheel. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, and and uh, get our our special. Uh, this is your life music, please. Thank you, because we do have someone else joining us. His team takes on Incarnate Word this Saturday. He is the head coach of the Salukis of Southern Illinois and the former head man who coached Stone Lebanowitz, starting quarterback and playoff game winner in the FCS postseason. Nick Hill joins us here on Ken LeVick Alive. Coach Hill, good to talk to you. Thank you for making time. I know things are wildly busy, so I appreciate that. But uh, uh, 24 years old, Stone Lebanowitz, and I guess my first question is the Division One version of Stone Lebanowitz. Uh, what kind of player, what kind of, uh, of, of passion for the game, what type of student are we talking about here? Well, first of all, I appreciate uh, his mom reaching out and letting me do this. Uh, Stone, happy birthday. I appreciate you guys. Uh, love love listening to you guys. So giving the Salukis a lot of love down there. But Absolutely. Yes, sir. Th- this, could be a lo- this could be a long segment. I, I know you guys are, are crunched for time. But, uh, no, man, Stone was a joy to coach, really. He's one of my favorite uh, players uh, of all time. I haven't been out a long seventh year as a head coach, but – just his story, you know, I, I've been listening to you guys for like 20 minutes, and I think that uh, we need a little credit up here, uh, Stone, that we don't really look at size yeah. uh, as something that we recruit. Obviously, Stone w- walked in, and then uh, our story, starting quarterback right now is about five, eight and a half. So, uh, you know, we've, we've taken a chance on some guys that you just watch their film and feel like they're, they're competitors and, and playmakers and that's what Stone was, really. Um, I can remember when we were recruiting him. He didn't have anything out of uh, junior college, but we had recruit. I had stayed in contact with him since high school, and then just kind of watched him all junior college. And I, I thought he was going to get an offer. We really didn't have a scholarship to give at the quarterback position. Had already brought in another transfer. We bring him on an official visit, and I told him that. One funny story is on, on our way to Fujiyama's to, to eat, I can remember exactly where we're at. I texted him this the other day because I heard this guy's name, but he told me his favorite artist. Uh, we were listening to some music, uh-huh. and uh, he was like, my favorite artist is Lil Peep. <laughs> I didn't know who Lil Peep was, so I had to look up Lil Peep. Uh-huh. Um, and then, then we, we get him here. I told him he walked on his first semester, and I told him if he was in the top three quarterbacks, I would get him on scholarship. And and he was going um, into that next year, but really just battled, really just needed an opportunity to play in games. Sometimes as a quarterback, our quarterback goes through this now, Nick Baker, but, you know, training camp and you got the yellow jersey on and you everything gets blown dead, that would be a sack because you're not going live on the quarterback. Stone just needed to be put in live situations, uh, real football, because that's where he shined the most was in – critical situations he he made some serious plays on um our biggest run in the playoffs i mean he uh he made some incredible plays off scripted plays uh was accurate with the football team loved to play with him so oh a lot for for our access to him uh, Nick Hill, Southern Illinois head football coach with us here on Ken LeVick Alive. And in this stone, you talk about Coach Hill to me all the time. Like, this is this is the coach who finally gave you that chance to, to realize what you knew you would be able to do if you were given that chance. For sure. His verbiage was just different, and it still is different. And I think that's why I took to him, and I have so much respect for him. The very first conversation I had when he called me when I was in New York City was, listen, this is going to be the one time we talk about it and the one time only. I don't give a single damn how tall you are. Let's just get that out of the way. 
we're going to go forward with the situation, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I felt it when he said it. I knew he meant it. And like he just said, he still lives it. Like there are dudes on his roster that even teams in the conference won't recruit that he will because he knows. Just let him get in my building. Like let him get around my coaching staff. Like we got it from there. And he is one that uses different language than a lot of the other coaches I've ever spoke to. And that's a fact. Uh, I, I do want to ask you, Coach, uh, because now I am like you were uh, when, when he was in uh, Carbondale. I am the one who is sort of coaching up in a different way, Stone, every day, trying to maximize him. And I know for a lot of times he is just an endless frustration. I mean, there are times where it is just like banging my head against the wall. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, for, for you, when, when is the most frustrated from a football standpoint you have been with uh, or you were with the young Stone Labanowitz? I'm, I'm glad you asked. Uh, and we can get this on, on air. Uh-huh. And, uh, no, and I'm glad that you guys just talked about it. He's giving Tom Brady a hard time for, for leaving and going on, on vacation with his, his beautiful wife. And exactly. we don't even know if that's the case. But anyways, there was a time that you guys need to ask that, that Stone set out uh, training camp. And uh, we had a little player boycott during COVID. And Stone was kind of the uh, early ringleader in the, uh, in the, the negotiations of this. Wow. And so, so – what what happened was, you know, we're playing in the COVID season. We decided we're going to play one game that fall. Well, at this point, we don't know that the, the fall season is going to be canceled. And so, we, you know, how it was. COVID was crazy, and we're we're all we're being told what to do. And we sure. were we were really strict. We had uh, COVID police everywhere, and everybody, and and they're going to let us start training camp. We got an outside locker room. We got the whole deal going on. And so when they come to breakfast, they got to come at different times. They weigh in and out during training camp. We yeah. have an assistant track trainer that is weighing us in and out. And so they're around him for maybe three to five seconds as you step on the scale. Well, anyways, he, he tests positive for COVID. We find out like an hour before the next practice. And, uh, you know, they, I ask, like, hey, should we practice? What should we do? It's like, no, it's, it's perfectly fine. You know, you got to be around each other for 15 minutes before you'd be disqualified right. to practice. And if they're around him for five seconds, go on. Well, we practice, and then we come back the next morning. Uh, coaches are rolling into uh, to the building. They have to take their temperatures, and there's a big, long line of cars. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, well, um, they're not going to practice today because they feel like you're withholding information from everybody and um, <laughs> and not keeping the keeping the team safe from COVID. So oh, I was wondering if if Stone's still really scared from COVID. I mean, he was uh, pretty strict on it. But we get in these team meetings and Stone is just leading the way, just to add us. And <laughs> I even told I've told him this to our face. I'm just like, you were my boy. You know what I mean? Like that was the time that like you could have been like. Hey, listen, Coach Hill's not trying to put us out there, put us in front of people without COVID. So we took like a three-day break from, from Just practice because, of Stone. because we had to no, get whoa. everybody reeled back in. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, Stone, they, he doesn't know he's an influencer, and all the next thing you know, you're setting the program back. I, I, you know, apparently, apparently. You Shame know. on you. <laughs> uh, I do love that story. So that came up on, you know, when you're on Snapchat, you have the one-year-ago-today memories that, uh-huh. that did come up, that long car line that he is talking about. <laughs> and it, it was uh, pretty crazy to see, but you know it was sent around, and we all laughed about it. That is funny. I do want to. I, I want to ask you one more time, uh, or one more question here, Coach. Uh, so, so we have relived in glowing terms the playoff drive against Weber State. 
and and the 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 game winning drive that Stone orchestrated. Uh, and I've told Stone, I give him credit. I don't do pressure situations. I would just vomit all over myself. And he made a bunch of huge throws, including the the touchdown throw on fourth down. Uh, your the amount of confidence you had in Stone Labanowitz to win you that playoff game at Weber State, starting that drive. Where would you where would you put it at? That's a good one. Well, going into that drive, I had a lot of confidence. We got off to a slow start, and then Stone started making plays. I, uh, you know, it just kind of that magic started to happen with him. He made some. He scrambled around a little bit. We we called a play called Denver Stone. I don't know if you remember, and you threw the fade to the field, which we've never thrown, and and we completed it to Jerron. <laughs> and was like, man, this play, this is starting to feel pretty pretty good because we're we're the ball is bouncing our way, and then we got down there, and I always remember that huddle. I mean, probably doesn't mean a lot to even maybe some of your listeners, but, um, you know, we had one. I played here, and we haven't won a, a playoff game in almost a decade, and um, it was just a great trip. That whole trip, we had to go out there 48 hours early because of COVID protocols and everything. We were in a beautiful city, and um, the ending was perfect. Just getting that play called, me and Stone were bouncing a few plays off. Our offensive coordinator, I still call the plays, was like, I kind of like Hoosier, and then all of a sudden just a picture popped in my, my mind, and we called it and, and uh, kind of scrambled to the right and made a great play to, to Branson Combs, who now starts outside linebacker for us. But, yeah, it was a great, it was mm-hmm. a great play that I always remember. Man. I mean, it's crazy stuff. You're a legend. A Southern, is Stone LeBan went to Southern Illinois legend? There's no doubt. Now he's on. Aww. Now he's on this this national radio yeah. show uh, <laughs> that that's on 103.5 on Thursdays, so now everybody's loving him. I mean, I don't even know if we're going to be able to get on a schedule to get him back up here sometimes. But now he's, uh, you know, he graduated from here. He got some of the biggest wins in uh, in school history, and uh, will will forever be remembered here. Too cute. Yeah, care. you don't need to pump up his ego. I get enough of that every day from this guy. <laughs> Seriously, so, uh, Seriously if, if you could, if you could later on today call him and just tear him down about something, because I don't need him coming in with that massive balloon ego tomorrow. Okay? It's inflated already. It's taking over the room. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. Coach, I want to, I want to wish you the best of luck this season, especially Saturday against Incarnate Word. Really appreciate yes, you. Yes. And just, I, I grew up in Illinois. I, I can't stand Northwestern. If you could take care of business with that too in a couple of weeks. That would be great. No, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, we got a we got a tough one on Saturday, and uh, we're looking forward to it, though. We'll always be giving Southern Illinois love down here. Appreciate you, always. Coach, and go get them, okay? All right, appreciate it, guys. Happy birthday, Stone. Appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. That is Nick Hill Bye. with a Southern Illinois head football coach here on Ken Levick Alive. Want to eke out one last break here, Stone? What should we do? All right, let's eke out one last break, and then we've got one last guest as well for Stone Labanowitz. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. So I want to make sure before we get to our final guest, everybody who's called in to be a part of the Stone Labanowitz birthday celebration, the idea was initially his mom, Stacy, Stone's mom, that was the idea, and then... A lot of the legwork, including the coordination with me, because I can't be trusted to organize things. It's it Stone knows this. It's much better when things are laid out in front of me. I just follow. Jeanette took care of literally everything else with this. So wow, like we. Why we, am I just now learning? Yeah, this? Um, because you didn't know anything about the show up until before, like right as the show started. Your uh, mom's to go. Yeah. So so uh, Stone's mom, awesome. 
Jeanette totally put this whole thing together, and we love Stone. And like Stone said, when Barkley was sick, when Jeanette got back from vacation, even the dog, like it's family. You got to take care of family. So we take care of family. This show, Stone, Jeanette, Theo, me, it's family. It's what we do. We have fun, and we're glad that uh, we could uh, we could uh, have some fun with uh, with Stone. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, and and uh, put our, our music on. Stone Labanowitz, this is your life. Let's uh, let's start with uh, with our first guest here, mystery guest. What is your name and what is your relationship to Stone Labanowitz? Uh, my name is Jessica. I am actually Stone's girlfriend. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. So this is Jess. This is Jess. Stone's and how long girlfriend. have you been dating for? To fresh Jess. That was from you guys, the Krispy Kreme fresh donuts, the fresh wife. She loved that. Oh, yeah, that was her favorite Jess. bit. Oh, yeah, fresh Jess. All right, yes, yes. Uh, it, I'm, I'm going by fresh Jess. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jess, I, I just have a question for you. Last night, your man dominated two chili glizzies and, and two kielbasas, okay? Drank a bunch of beer. Uh, and then... I got him a fiesta-sized bag of Takis today. He's got four Bud Light Tall Boys, and he's going to what he has chosen for his birthday dinner, Outback tonight, so he can have a blooming onion. When is the next time you're actually going to venture within 25 feet of this human being? <laughs> can I tell you, even last night, I, I couldn't lift the kid out of bed. He uh. was so physically ill because <laughs> I think he left. He was corn dog off the list of things that were consumed at the hot dog place yesterday, and I have just never ever seen glizzies go down that fast in my entire life. He was just glizzy guzzling. You know, a question: given the fact that it's Stone's birthday and he decides to go to Outback, does he take you out to like Applebee's and Chili's for your anniversary dinners? Yeah, because we know his standards are underneath a bridge right now. What happens when it's Fresh Jess's birthday? You know, I get to pick, obviously, and Good. he always makes fun of me and my family for thinking we're bougie and we do the typical, let's do a nice dinner out tonight. Oh, we'll you mean like a, a normal child. human? Yeah. A normal human, exactly. We pick a nice place, you treat yourself, you enjoy your meal. No, chilies it is for Stone. <laughs> Applebee's, no, we discuss with Applebee's. Ch- chilies, though, is, is the ultimate and I'll Ooh, be all for him. Uh, like he, we, he told us that, and he was rolling off exactly what on the menu he was going to get. This dude is is something else. Uh, it, with, it, I, we know that it's difficult to put up with this guy, okay? And, and we do it every day. You do it every day. Um, uh, but we really appreciate you uh, being a part of this. And, uh, and, and I know that you've already wished him a happy birthday. Uh, but... Uh, thank you for playing along always with us as well and being ca- part of the uh, the cast of characters. It means a lot, uh, and and God bless you for putting up with this dude. Absolutely. I wouldn't want to feed anybody else copious amounts of food like I do him. Do you ever, you do, he has told me, you've told him you've taken plates away from him to... to... Oh, I, get, I get nervous trying to make dinner, thinking about meals that will actually satisfy the the one might say revolting amount of food. Yeah, it is revolting. Too. Yeah, no, it is, it is revolting. And I get, I have this mental picture of him like snapping at you like a dog if you try and take the plate away from him. But uh, I, I've got your back. Anything you need to scold this man, if he gets out of line, I've got your back, okay? Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. That Happy is, birthday, Stone. Uh, thank you so much. Fresh Jess with us here on Ken LeVick Live. Her first appearance, that was historic. And now 
the head football coach of the 1-0 Fort Pierce Westwood Panthers, Woo! my former co-host on the show, Chris Kokel, an unfortunate Jets fan, to close us out here. We've got 30 seconds. What do you need? I just want to say happy birthday to my guy, Stone, and tell him that he should be eating at Duffy's. Not Ooh. all those other places you guys just get free sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, that also, Homa's two job. for ones. Do your job. Toma two for ones, exactly. And I'm sure he's going – by the way, uh, you you realize this man had four hot dogs and just going bloom and onion, right? Like, how disgusting is that back-to-back? Stone is a disgusting human being. He's a football player. Yeah, he's true. the only quarterback that can hang out in the O-line room. Coquel, I believe he was coaching people right there. I don't think that's in the job description. It's not. His team was literally in the background. <laughs> All okay. right, good, good stuff. We are going to completely reset tomorrow, and we'll do a lot of things, but we appreciate you tuning into the Stone Labanowitz birthday celebration. Want to thank everybody who called in to wish Stone a happy birthday. Jeanette, you rule. Thank you for helping set this up. Stacy Stone's mom, you're the Queen. best. That is Jeanette. That is Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.